Welcome, guys and gals, to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton, and today we are going to talk about what it means to have a simple and successful life. These are some of my lessons so far from 2018, and I want to share some of these with you. So this is an accumulation of a few things, which I'll which I'll unpack for you in a bit. But one of the things that I that I just want to say first and foremost is that so many times in people's lives. Uh, we overcomplicate things. Humans are masters at overcomplicating and and making things much more complex than they actually need to be. And so one of the biggest challenges that we're always moving towards is how to simplify and how to make our lives much more simple because oftentimes if we're not paying attention, they become far more complex and complicated than we want them to be and it causes us an intense amount of stress. Hence why the title of this is A Simple and Successful Life. So let's just dive straight in to number one. People that are living a simple and successful life oftentimes have a very calm confidence about them. They seem to exude this peace and serenity. No matter the conversation, no matter the situation, they just seem to embody this calm confidence uh, throughout any situation. And that requires us being able to overcome specific obstacles. Now, for most people, this means that they are grounded in the present moment and they're not lost in the thoughts of their anxieties around the future and the to-do list and the task lists and what their career is going to look like in five years and whether their relationship is going to last another month or everything else that they have going on. And they're able to come back to the present moment. It's not that they ignore those things. It's not that they push them away. It's that they acknowledge them and allow them to be as is without needing to attach to them and become those thoughts and embody those thoughts and get sucked away into the future of those anxieties or or sort of pulled back into the regrets of those past or the I wish I could have of the past. And they're able to be very present in the moment. So that's what a calm confidence is. It's not that those other things don't come up. It's that people don't get sucked into them. The next thing is that there's a natural enthusiasm and optimism. And I'm sure that all of you want to be able to embody that on a minute-to-minute, day-to-day basis. So that natural enthusiasm and optimism, again, comes along a similar line of being able to be present in the moment and see the good in any given situation. Not that you ignore the negative, it's that you're able to acknowledge the full spectrum, the whole rainbow, rather than just seeing the rainbow and sort of saying like, oh, I only see the color red. You actually see the full spectrum of what is there, what life has to offer you, and you actually focus in on the optimism. There was actually a very interesting study that was done that was uh, put up on Business Insider a couple of years back. I think it was like three or four years back. And what it said was that the number one trait from really successful leaders, really successful CEOs, really successful team leaders, really successful people in general, entrepreneurs, was relentless optimism. It's that they were able to see the whole picture in all of its glory with all of the crappy parts and all of the great parts and they were able to still be relentlessly optimistic. Not naively optimistic, not ignoring the negative parts or the downfalls or the scenarios that might not work out, 
but they were able to see the full picture and able to still be relentlessly optimistic as long as they could see the parts that were going to work out in a very positive way. So that is the second thing. The third thing is very simple and successful people. I don't mean simple like intelligently, but very, very uh, successful people that lead seemingly simple lives have really healthy and connected relationships. One of the things that I have seen time and time again, and maybe you experience this or maybe somebody that you know experiences this in in the work that I've been doing one-on-one with clients is that people oftentimes feel lonely, feel alone in their relationships. And, and And it's sort of not an epidemic, but it's something that a lot of people are struggling with. And this isn't isn't just in their intimate relationships. It's pervasive throughout everything. They feel it in their work relationships. They feel it in their uh, personal friendships. And sometimes they even feel it in their intimate relationship with their husband or their wife or their partner. Now, this is, this is horrible. This is one of the biggest challenges that a lot of people face is that they feel like they are alone in their challenges. They feel like they are alone in their quote-unquote suffering or unhappiness. And they feel like they're alone even with the person that they have chosen to spend their life with. But people that seem to have simple and successful lives have very deeply connected relationships. And this requires us to move through the the vulnerability of being able to have those open conversations. This takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes us knowing that the person that we are with has is deserving and has earned our vulnerability. So they actually have earned us showing up in such a way where we show them and we express to them the parts of our life that we are feeling really vulnerable about. So maybe you are that type of person, you feel like you're in that relationship. It's going to require you leaning in a little bit and being able to say, look, I'm not as happy in my career as I thought I was. Or it's going to require you leaning in and say, look, I feel like we haven't been intimate in the way that I'd like in a long time. And here's the part that I own in that. Here's my ownership over that dysfunction. Here's my ownership over that lack of disconnection or over that disconnection in the relationship. And and here's me owning it and putting my stamp on it. Once you can start to do that, you can start to reconnect. You can start to plug back into those really intimate relationships. And oftentimes, if you feel lonely, especially in your friendships, it's because you're not bringing your authentic self into those connections and into your conversations. So you only feel half seen. Like you, you only feel like, imagine, here's what I want you to imagine. Imagine sitting across from somebody, having coffee with one of your best friends and having an hour and a half conversation with them, but having them not look at you the entire time. I just want you to sit with that. Imagine that. Imagine having this great conversation with them, but they're not looking at you the entire time. They're looking at other people in the coffee shop. They're staring at their coffee. They're looking out the window. How do you feel? How would you feel during that experience? You would inevitably feel like they weren't listening to you. You would inevitably feel like they didn't see a part of you that, that you really want them to see. And this is what happens in our relationships, in our intimate relationships with our partner, in our friendships, at work, with our colleagues. We don't bring our full, authentic, genuine self to those conversations and connections, and we always feel like we're going shallow. We always feel like we have relationships that are a 
a mile wide and an inch deep. So we never really feel like we get into the heart and soul of what we really want to be talking about with people. And this creates friction and traction. So that is a, that's another one that I would love for you to lean into. And, you know, if this is something that you and your partner are facing, or this is something that you're facing, reach out to people, get resources, find help, you know, join, uh, go, go find a counselor, go find somebody to talk to, find, find a therapist, you know, join the Mantox Alliance, uh, reach out to me. Like there are billions and millions and like there's so many options for you to do that work and to start to lean into it, to have the functional relationship that you want. The last piece is pretty important. It's that you have a sense of peace with your financial situation. Now, this is probably one of the biggest challenges for a lot of people. Having peace with your financial situation uh, can be a huge challenge. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to be bringing somebody on to the mini episode to talk about how to feel good, how to get your finances in order, and just do a, a mini deep dive into this. But what you'll notice with people that seem to have simple and successful lives is that their finances are in order. And that could mean a bunch of different things for them. And, and it's important for you to start finding clarity on what financial peace looks like for you uh, because most people actually avoid this conversation. And most people aren't taught these tools in school uh, or even university unless you took business and finance. So start to ask yourself the question. Actually, maybe write it down at some point in the very near future or write it down right now. Ask yourself the question, what would it look f- like for me to have financial peace? And start to unpack that. It might mean that you need to have X amount of dollars in your savings account. It might mean that you need to be making X amount of dollars per month. You see, for most people, the problem often is not how much they're making. It's how much they're spending and saving. And so at the end of the, at the, end of the two weeks or at the end of the month or at the end of the year, when they really do a deep dive into their finances, they see that they spent more, they saved not enough, and they constantly feel like they don't have enough. And so starting to get that in order is, is incredibly, incredibly important. And then starting to look at the savings that you do have starting to find a sense of peace and serenity with where you're at now. Maybe you're not where you want to be in five years. Maybe you can't afford to buy that great house or that brand new apartment or this fancy car or whatever it is, but maybe you've made progress compared to where you were a year ago or two years ago. And this is something that has fundamentally changed my mindset around finances. Rather than looking at my finances and being like, oh man, I'm not where I want to be in five years, I look at them and I look back a year or two and think, wow, am I ever in a better financial position? And maybe that's not your case. Maybe you're not in a better financial position than you were a year or two ago because of divorce or lost job or or whatever circumstances and hard times you've fallen on. But what you can still do in those moments is look at your current financial situation and still ask the question, how can I find peace with my current financial situation because oftentimes the thing that is holding you back the most from being able to move forward and have the financial situation that you want is that you're avoiding and rejecting the reality of your current financial situation. And what I mean by that is that when you look at your debt or when you look at the loans that you have or you look at the amount of money that you're making and, and all you think is it's not enough or I have too much debt, it puts you in this place of automatically wanting to reject 
your current situation financially. And so then you never can make a plan to actually execute and move yourself from where you are to where you want to be. So being able to accept that is incredibly, incredibly important. So these are a few things. I hope that they've helped you. They are things that I have noticed consistently across the board uh, from guys that are in the alliance, the people that I've been working with one-on-one, to men that are in the Man Talks community, to men and women that I've been talking to at live events all over uh, North America this year so far. So I hope that they have served you. I would love to hear from you. Hashtag Man Talks. Share this episode and give me a shout out which lesson stood out the most for you, which lesson stood out the most for you and uh, how you are going to start addressing that. So thank you so much for joining me. It's Connor Beaton signing off and I will see you next week for another Man Talks mini episode.